Welcome to the German Career Startup Podcast. If you are a Chinese talent from a German university who wants to acquire real practical knowledge to find the matching job in Germany, you are more than right here. Here you can learn from the stories of Chinese who have already made it in Germany and experts in the HR field. I am Neil and I support Chinese talents to get their dream job in Germany. First of all, thank you very much for taking your time today, Ming. Uh, it was, I was more than fortunate to get to know you through LinkedIn and you directly said, yes, I want to help more Chinese students. So I'm actually really ha uh, happy that you're here. Thank you, first of all. Hi, Ming. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Neil. Thank you for your invitation, for giving me the chance to, you know, to be in touch, in contact with, uh, with all the students who, who might need some uh, suggestion from my side. I'm really glad to be able to do that. Thank you very much. Perfect. I would start, I would like to start with a small or ex extremely impressive introduction of you. Uh, being a mother of two children, you started in Germany at the TU Berlin doing your diploma, which nowadays is the Bachelor and Master in Media Management. Then you continue with doing an executive MBA at the TU Munich, where you're working at, uh, at the moment. You're also an accredited translator. You work for SAFE seven years in total for the state of Bavaria, building up offices in Singapore and Shandong, bringing both countries closer together. Then you worked for five years um, at the Invest in Bavaria, acquiring and supporting Chinese investors to start new branch offices in Germany or doing a co cooperation between both countries. Then at the side, just at the side, 16 years, you worked as a translator as well. And then you switched a little bit and then you were for 1.5 years a senior consultant in a negotiation institute and for eight years, as I already said, um, you're uh, the Chinese representative for the business school of the amazing TU Munich, the technical university. So I think this is actually a very impressive um, yeah, uh, life you had already and probably it was not so easy. So I would like to start with the question of how would your friends and family describe you? Because they, of course, know what you have done, but how would they describe you? That would be interesting to know. Um, how would the friends describe me? I, I, didn't, I didn't ask my friends specifically about this question, but I know some of them that give me, you know, from themselves feedback that um, I, I'm somebody who always has new and clear goals. And I'm somebody who has endless energy and passion for the girls, I said. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but they appreciate my willingness to help others and my, uh, uh, my readiness to, or my, how to say, the, in German has Gewissenhaftigkeit, um, conscious, consciousness, consciousness to, yes. to, to the work. I'm doing, I'm really very, very passionate to all the work I decided to do uh, that I can say uh, over myself. And uh, I, I have been always ready to sacrifice. It's very important to stress the word in quotation marks, sacrifice some of the career opportunity for the family. Although every sacrifice, every, you know, Every time I give up something, I always gain other opportunities. Uh, 
that that's the good thing, you know. That's a good thing about you. Yeah, yeah, about the sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that can already be seen through your career path. What you have probably have been uh, able to sacrifice to do what you ha you're doing. Um, I would like I would like to go back a little bit in time and uh, get to know you a little bit where, when you were a little bit younger as a little girl. How did you actually grow up? How was your family like? How was it in China? And how did you actually come here? Like, how was the process of coming here? Could you give us a little bit, uh, a little bit of introduction about yourself there, please? Yeah, um, about me, uh, you know, I, I was born, I'm, I'm a, how to say, I'm a genuine Chinese. <laughs> uh, there are some different type of Chinese, ABC, American, America born Chinese, something on that, German born Chinese. But I was born in Beijing and grown up there in Beijing. So my family is a very traditional Chinese family. My parents are, you know, an engineer and technical quality controller at a watch factory. So we are very normal uh, Chinese family. And, uh, you know, like that time, I was born in 1965. So all the parents are tend, tend to be very strict with their children. My, my parents are, are also this type. So it's, it's, now I realize it's really hard for my parents to raise three children. I'm the oldest one. I have two younger sisters. To raise three children with, with very little money they earn as an engineer. You know, the engineer in China at that time are different like engineer working in, in Germany. They, they can have a really relatively better life. At that time in China, it's different. We have very little money. But they put a lot of value in uh, raising, in uh, you know, in education, in educate us to uh, to they encourage us to study. Although if we uh, in, we if we worked earlier, they we could have earned more money to to release them. But they said to us, if we want to study, we should study. So all of us could have the opportunity to study. So that's why we are really thankful to our parents. Although they are not that ideal parents, you know, they have, they have less patience with us. <laughs> they could have more, but uh, we understand they, they, they have very stressful period of time, you know. Yeah. So it's a very uh, traditional family. So they actually, they didn't specifically encourage us to study abroad. Because at that time, we uh, people don't have the, you know, the idea of studying abroad, especially because the studying abroad, you, you know, you, you need a lot of money, which we didn't have. But they told us uh, that we have to rely on ourselves if we want a better life. And uh, as the engineer, they didn't, they were not interested. They didn't have the network which we can benefit from. So if we, anything we want, we have to, <clears throat> we have to uh, work hard <clears throat> to, to gain, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> no problem. To get it from uh, our uh, own hard work. It's already, I think, uh, something good they, I, let's say that I think it's a good mindset, which actually then helps <clears throat> you further on, I can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
and how was then the jump from I don't know in school as a little girl to then finishing uh, school and then coming to Germany? How how did that work out? I, I think it's a it's a really long way. <clears throat> also, it's a hard <clears throat> hard decision because um, because uh, in the university in Beijing I studied English, but uh, luckily I have a very good mentor who told me that I think that in 1990, uh, three, four years after my, my studying, um, that at that time in the 80s, 1982, if you studied English, you belong to uh, an intelligent person. And then as a 21-year-old young people, then you just felt, you can, you just, I, I, including me, we felt really great about ourselves. We are some something you know better, and then luckily he told me you are not much better than you think. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to say that. That's why I, I think it's really important to have somebody who not only always praise you, but uh, you know occasionally give you you know something you know uh, yeah. which which is relate related to the truth. He said, he said um, if. Yes, you, you, of course you can speak English. Not, not many people can speak English. You can feel better, that's okay. But you have to believe me, in, at most 10 years, being able to speak English is nothing. So you have to, you have to think, uh, what else can you earn in, in, uh, so that you can earn a better living uh, as you want? And um, Going to America is, of course, easy because you studied English. But do you really like to go to America? And, and, and that made me think of actually what I really like, which country I really like. I know I've been loving Europe from, 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 from teenage. And then um, the reason I, why I didn't choose Europe to uh, as a destination is because I didn't like to go to England because it's raining the whole time, <laughs> and then no, no, no other European countries speak English. And then he said, "Okay, you choose America because it's easy. That is very dangerous." And then he encouraged me to, to, and and then he said, "If you like Europe, you if you like Germany, you should go there, although you can't speak German." And that's the reason why I choose Germany as a destination. I learn German in Germany. So you it, just took a, very, you took a flight a, and you were like, I'm going to start my life here. Or how can I imagine that? Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was practicing uh, RBTD in the flight. And the students uh, was laughing at me and he was joking. He said, isn't it, isn't it a little late, Ming, to start <laughs> <laughs> practicing in the plane? And I think it's really a hard step. I, I know a lot of Chinese students love Germany. They, the reason they don't uh, choose Germany as a destination is because of the language. This is also a point I would really encourage the young people. If you like, you have to follow your heart. If you love something if you like something only because of the difficulty of the of the language the hurdle of the language you shouldn't you shouldn't change your your mind and that's what i did in 1991 
and I never regret this. You know, the combination of being able to speak English, although, you know, I forgot a lot of my English already, <laughs> but, uh, but the, 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 the ability of being able to speak English, Chinese and German bring you a lot of, a lot of advantage in your later, how to say, work life. Yeah. That we can, I think we will talk about it later. Yeah. So you, and then you started uh, university right away or you first uh, learned German and, or how did that work out? Yeah, well, when I came to Germany with the tourism visa, and, and then, but uh, of course you're not allowed to, to work, but you are allowed to learn, you know, to, and join a language school. So I studied three months language school, two, cor two courses, and then I had to go back to China because I have only three months. But uh, in China, you know, I, I joined a, a language school for, uh, for a German study. So I came back again. But with, uh, you know, with three months, I passed already the examination for university study. So I, I think I was the first one in Northern Westfalen, in RV. I was the first one who really, really passed the examination with the shortest time. Um, it, it's not easy, but uh, it's doable, you, you know, when you look back. I was crying every day almost, learning this German language. I love this language now, but I hated this language <laughs> at the beginning. Um, but uh, you see, you, you, if you concentrate yourself, if you have a clear goal, you can, you can reach it. Okay, yeah, this is, uh, I can imagine. Because yes. <laughs> going there, not knowing, I can, I can only see myself in China, not knowing any Chinese and trying to speak to a taxi driver who then asks me why I'm speaking English with him. <laughs> Although I was trying <laughs> my best speaking Chinese. It's Chinese. Um, yeah, I can imagine how hard that ha has been in the first, first weeks, months, and probably even years until you actually get used to... Uh, to a new language and you are able to communicate perfectly with everyone on the street. Um, yeah, absolutely right. At, you know, the loneliness, you, you have to bear the loneliness you, you, you have to face, you know, when you, you're not able to speak a language and you don't know anybody and then automatically you will looking for people from your, how to say, fatherland, motherland. It's understandable, but that is something you have to avoid, you know. The, what you do you mean feel to avoid lonely, it? Yeah. When you feel lonely, you will try to find some Chinese to spend time with, right? You speak some, spend some weekends chatting with them. You speak, spend some time making dumpling with them. But if you want to learn a language in the shortest time, with, you know, you have to avoid meeting constantly meeting your um, hometown people doesn't avoiding express, you know? yeah. doesn't avoiding uh, is avoiding not a strong word <laughs> because avoiding okay, means let's never meet them or try to meet them more occasionally and try uh, to uh, focus uh, on meeting germans yeah avoiding is really a very strong word it's not only a strong word it's also a strong action you i uh, uh you know it's really hard to, to convince yourself not to go an invitation, which will warm you up, actually. 
to convince yourself stay in your very small apartment facing four walls and practicing uh, genitive dative yeah. is a hard time but <clears throat> but um, but sometimes you have no choice if you go to this party you will definitely feel better but you will lose five six hours practicing doing exercises depends on if you on that side i would be like you can practice on the party right <laughs> with others do you do you think neil do you really uh, believe that uh, a, a group of hometown people doesn't matter they are chinese doesn't matter they're german they're really practicing a foreign language <laughs> Of course not, but I mean, you can go to a party with Germans and try to speak German. That's okay. That's I will encourage people to do. You know, I, will, I was um, saying just try to not to meet people who will comfort you uh, uh, as much as possible. That means if you are Chinese, you should try to meet less Chinese during the period of learning. If you're German, you should also try to make less German yeah. during the period of learning uh, Chinese language. So was this also the biggest challenge you had to face in your studies? Um, or did you also have another or bigger challenge which you had to overcome in studies? Yeah, the, the challenge of, um, of um, uh, trying to study in Germany is actually for me the language. You have to, um, you have to how to say, succeed uh, the, the, the language examination for entering the university, which to my time, which is called PNDS. I think now it's called DSH or something like that. It has another name. PNDS, Prüfung zum Nachweis Deutsche Sprache Kenntnisse. So you have to pass this examination. It's really, um, uh, um, if, if you don't, half the score you, you you're not allowed to you don't get the certification the entry permit so you cannot study in germany that's the the challenge the second challenge is challenge is the loneliness you have to face as a young girl <laughs> i was normal that young i was 26 but um as a young uh, woman you you you're, you're somewhere which uh, you, you, you don't have that many people, you don't have parents on your side, you don't have sisters, brothers on your side to, to help you. You have to face everything by yourself. And how did you and, overcome and, that problem? Yeah, but uh, you know, Germany at that time, I think 20, 20 years ago, is not like Germany now. Uh, I, I, I really appreciate how much Germany has approved, has changed. It's really, really uh, um, a, a really different country. To that time, Germany was uh, very um, bureaucratic, was not as open as today. So we have uh, to face a lot of bureau, um, bureaucratic hurdle. We have to face the loneliness. I have to face the, you know, the language ability. I think other than that, I didn't see that much uh, challenge. Yeah, one of the big challenge is a financial one. I think the young people right now, they might be able to get a little more support from, from parents. Yeah. 
<clears throat> but for those who don't have the support from parents, like I didn't, maybe some of the young people don't have now, then you have to face also another challenge is how can you and how would you like to finance your study, right? Here in Germany. Yeah. Especially, you know, I live in Munich. Uh, Munich is a very expensive uh, city, but I think the whole Germany is not that cheap either. And I think nowadays you also have more opportunities to actually be able to finance things working several hours a week for a company or for a restaurant. Or also, I think compared to 20 years ago, the variety of scholarships you can also get or have access to has increased significantly. Um, I actually heard where I know from the DAAD, the exchange, um, the DAAD, the German um, exchange organization for studies, that they say that not enough people apply for scholarships, that there are actually, there is money put aside for scholarship, but the people are afraid mm -hmm. of not applying because they think they're not good enough for, uh, for applications. And I think this is also something where people have to wake up and I think every person has some skills. Everyone has a different kind of sto uh, story. So I think there's also a big opportunity nowadays, which you might have not even had. See, that's why I'm glad to, when I do, uh, introduce this kind of opportunities to the Chinese uh, students. Uh, DAD, we had that time already, but DAD is, is not a, like today, but I, I try to apply DAD, but it's really, it's really lucky thing that the young people today in Germany, if they want to study in Germany, they have much more opportunities. There are also many, more, much more Chinese companies having business in Germany. They also need Chinese students, you know, studying, living, uh, working in Germany who can, uh, you know, uh, work uh, by these companies as a student or the Chinese speaking German students. So the, the interaction, the exchange is as much more than 20 years ago. Yeah, but the still is um, you have to be able to speak this language in a, in a high, high, how to say, High, high standard, yeah. high level, okay. yes. And how did you, after learning the language, how did you get to uh, get your first working experience, internships or first job? Did you directly <clears throat> land your first job? How did that? Um, it, it is, um, you know, I made up my mind not to do the, the works who, which is very too much time consuming from which you don't gain much ability. Um, um, so that's why I concentrated three months only by learning language. And after that, I can speak. And then I started to work part-time in the restaurant, you know, because working in the restaurant is, you know, you can, you have an easy access. Uh, I think it's a very good opportunity to train yourself to get to, to, to deal with people, to deal. To, I, I didn't work in the Chinese restaurant. I, I, I especially choose German restaurant to work because there you can meet more German customers. So you, you train yourself to deal with them. Sometimes the customers are nice, some, the, the, sometimes are very choosy. And then I pay much attention to work 
as a student on the trade fairs. This is a, a, a suggestion I would give to the young people is because working on the trade fairs, you can train a lot of combined abilities. You have to organize some things, you have to deal with customers, you have to deal with visitors, you have to deal with your employer, and then you have to deal, sometimes train yourself by the crisis management. You know, you, you cannot, you know, pre-expect anything which will happen during the trade fair, and then you earn good money. So it's a very intensive, very tiring four, five, six days, but uh, you learn a lot. I profit from, I, I, I benefit a lot from working on the fairs. So, and then parallel to the restaurant work, to the trade fair, I found a job to work in a IT company. You cannot imagine at that time, 1992, 93, mm -hmm. they were in Dortmund, a very good IT company, which is called Dr. Matiana. And their slogan at that time on the, on the you know, batch of the entrance of the company, at that time, their slogan is that the end of paper time. So, so I got a job uh, as a translator. I translate the handbooks from German to English. Because I, I learned very, very really a really uh, fast German, but I was still not able to master this language very actively. But the passive ability is very good, so I translated handbooks, the all the laptops or something, so IT uh, uh, device, exported to North America. So I translated the handbook from German to into English. That's a really good job. So I got. Uh, I, I got to learn a lot of uh, very nice colleagues. So I, I did trade fairs. I worked in the restaurant. And at the same time, I tried to study in Germany. So this is a very intensive time, which is really every day, I think, um, uh, the reason I didn't go much to the parties because uh, to the end of the day, you are pretty finished. <laughs> but, but when I look back, to this time, I, I benefit a lot from this intensive time. You so learn you, how to rely on yourself. You learn how to organize your life. You learn how to deal with the hardness. I can imagine that also helped you to get your first real job after finishing university as well, right? Yes. I, I didn't finish university in Germany. Um, that's why I... I mentioned to sacrifice or to give up learning to, you know, I, I just now I mentioned to set up clear goals to stick on your goals is very important. But the, the other ability or capability to make decision, make decision means very often to give up something. And, um, Making your mind to give up something is very difficult, but sometimes it's very essential. Uh, the reason I didn't finish my, at that time, my study in Germany is because I tried to struggle. I tried to study about two years in Germany. And I realized under this system of that time, you know, in Germany, 
even I can finish my study, that is not something I really wanted to. The subject I wanted to study was not allowed. I, I, I cannot study that subject I wanted to. I have to choose something which, which is not you know, my first wish. So I tried two years, I realized, no, I would not, I'm not ready to spend another two or three years to finish the study. Although I can get a paper, but this is no, not what I want. So you were studying at uh, NRV? I was studying in NRV. I was studying in Bochum. Ah, okay. At uh, Rupp <laughs> University. Rupp University, yes. Ah, okay. And yeah. then how did you then start uh, studying at TU Berlin afterwards? Yeah, that, that's the many, many years, uh, years later. So the, 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 the decision, I think I struggled with myself about three months. Ming, are you going to continue studying Bochum? If you, if you, you know, um, you know, if you spend another two years, you will get a degree, which is really, really good. But I think two years is, uh, is, uh, is too long for me. So I decided to leave Germany because although I love Germany, really, I really love Germany. I love German too. Uh, but at that time, I, I don't think Germany can provide me the correct, how to say, uh, environment to reach my goal. My goal is I want to be independent. I want to study something which I really wanted to. Um, when this is not possible, I, I, and then I decided to work, I found three jobs but I cannot get the work permission. You know, due to the German regulation, and not, not, not because of me, you know, due to the German regulation at that time. So that made me, made the decision to leave Germany. So I choose the destination Singapore. Because at that time, I, I listened to the speech of the Prime, Prime Minister of Singapore, that Singapore is a very tolerant country, which is very open. That Singapore could be the bridge between Asia and Europe. So I believe in that. So I went to Singapore. I applied a job in Singapore, which also took me about three months. So I said to myself, okay, I will um, make my new life in Singapore. Um, you know, giving up everything you have in Germany to my time is, 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 uh, is a surprise to many people because to my generation, if, uh, if you can reach Germany, you try not to leave Germany, right? You know, you try every method you can. Sometimes you try to stay in Germany illegally because Germans provide really a high level of, uh, uh, of life. But, uh, you know, if you, but if, if that is not something which you, you are dreaming for, then you just leave Germany. So in so Singapore, to, you started working for which kind of company? In Singapore, I started to work at, at, at the beginning for a Singapore company. But after four months, I realized the culture shock for Chinese uh, in a Singapore company is actually bigger for Chinese working in a German company. At least it's for me, you know, yeah. the case. So after four months, I talked very friendly to, to, to the company owner that um, I, 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 I really 
it's better for us to, you know, to for me part to leave, yeah. to part ways. And then uh, at that time, the German center was, got, was, uh, was, was right, almost finished. So I, I realized I would like to have some connection to Germany, although I left Germany out of anger, <laughs> out of disappointment. So I went to the German center so I found a job in German center for a German company. And, and later, uh, several months later, I luckily found the job, actually the job found me too, for State of Bavaria. That was 1995. So that means I've been working for Ministry for Economic Affairs actually more than 20 years, not only seven years. Seven years, you know, at that period, and later I came back to Germany and continue working for ministry. So that's why I think you, if you, so following your makeup, your mind, making your clear goals, it's very important, but at the same time, you have to constantly ask your heart, is that something which you long for? Is that something which you are really, you have passion for? So, yeah, I left Germany to Singapore, so I found Germany again in Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> I think, in my opinion, this is not even luck. Normally, if you take these decisions, you go there and you learn through every uh, oppor new opportunity, then many times the things find you, actually. This is what I believe. Yeah, you're right. Actually, we found each other. I think the Bavaria found me, too. So we are happy with each other for more than 20 years. <laughs> and uh, how was it then working again with Germany? Um, that, was that easy? Was it hard after working for the Singaporean company? Or was there also a culture shocker anyways? Or was it easy I, all the time? I, th I think I, uh, you know, basically I like Germans' openness, straightforwardness. So working with the German company, in the German company, or, or working with the German, with German colleagues is, is, not a, is not a big challenge for me. Okay, you, you always have times, you, you, uh, you have to uh, exchange with each other, sometimes you have to fight with each other, but I really appreciate the German you know, mentality. So that's why working with German colleagues actually was never a, a hard topic for me. Although we have to overcome a lot of, um, yeah, even further example, sometimes German colleagues are really too open or too straightforward. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes at the beginning, it was almost hurting, you know, to, to, to get the feedback without, you know, without, without, without hesitation. And then, then you have to ask yourself, okay, is he really, did he want to hurt me or is it only his feedback on the matter? And then after that, you can say, okay, he didn't want to hurt me or she didn't want to hurt me. She only want to give her feedback on this matter. And then you can calm down yourself and then you discuss the matter first, you solve the problem. And then you go for a beer and then you, or you tell him or her, listen, this morning or yesterday, 
the way you give me feedback was a little too hard. Is it possible for you to soften it next time? And then things always work out. But you have to be able to express your happiness and your unhappiness. That's my experience working in a German company with German colleagues. So, so you, you have to be open to commute, not to swallow in, in quotation marks, not to swallow anything you don't like. And you've got to express anything which you like. Now you, 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 you need to give positive feedback too. I said, okay, Niels, I think I really appreciate what you, what you did because I didn't expect that, but you did that. Was, I was very happy. You give positive feedback, you give feedback to what you don't like. Yeah, being constructive on that side, I think is very important, right? Being constructive, being open. And um, I, I, I think I really like working with German colleagues. I think not, you're actually, I think not everyone is able to do that that easily, in my opinion. Also with, uh, with my customers, many actually hesitate, they have difficulties because of what you have said earlier. In their studies, they were mostly with Chinese students. So when they had to actually face to work with Germans, then it was harder. But you said you, you gave it all, so you did not have this problem when then came the occasion where you had to work with Germans. So that's actually a nice thing that you got out of your studies and you could actually implement in your everyday working, right? Yeah, but uh, Niels, I think you're right. But, you know, practicing is or, or, or trying to get yourself ready for your later work during your study is very important. You know, the attitude I, I, I have, you know, while working with a German colleague, I don't have it uh, at once. I, I suffered a lot during my study because when we started studying in Germany, we are, I, I was very, very Chinese. I, I'm a very, I'm a North Chinese, I'm a really open type, but compared to German character, I, I'm still pretty Chinese. And then you, you in, in, during study, you have to do some, how to say, seminar, seminar work, right? Yeah. How do you call it? And then you can, you can see the difference between German and Chinese students. German students, you know, you know, they try to express everything they know and that they're really confident, confident if they only know 70% of the thing, they will appear to know, you know, 90% or even sometimes even 120. <laughs> 120%. But to us, we are educated not to act this way because it's not good, it's not polite to show uh, too much your confidence. You know, you, 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 you have to be polite, you have to be modest. So at the beginning, I was uh, acting, you know, really like Chinese. I, I said, okay, I'm not that thoroughly prepared, but I'll try to, you know, to express my opinion. And then the, 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 the professors said to me, Ming, if you're not well prepared, you, 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 you come to talk next time. But actually I was really prepared. I was only being modest. So that's, you know, that's the opportunity you, you, you learn that you have to be real to yourself. You have to adopt some German culture. If you really want to live here, work here, study here. And, um, but 
not to appear to be, you know, to be, to be heard. You know, it's, it's, it's really a difficult time. And then after being told from the professor, I mean, if you're not prepared, yeah, just come back next time. And then I said, excuse me, I, I am prepared. And then professor told me, if you are prepared, just tell me you are prepared. Okay, I, I am really thankful to him that uh, I know that he want to tell me, teach me not to behave too, how to say, over modest. Yeah. Uh, uh, to, be, to be true to ourselves. I but think that's the, you know, the cultural difference. But do you think that the confidence was already there or you had to build it up or was it just that you have to adapt to the culture? I think part of it was there because, uh, you know, this, uh, you are born to be a person with some character that you have the, you in your blood. But a lot of things I was, um, I, I learned to how to adapt the German culture, which I like actually from the, from basic. If you are, you know, if you are, how to say, how to say, if you dislike something, I think, I don't think you should try to, to change your attitude only because you can benefit from it. So you have to ask yourself, do I like this, the mentality of this nation? The basic, you can never say Germany has this character and everybody, every German has that, not like that. But as a basic, as a group, the German nation has something, you know, in um, specific, do you like it? And I asked myself, you know, and then I decided, I told myself, actually mean, actually you like it very much. You are not only not used to that because in China you are criticized very often you're criticized to be too open. Then in Germany, very often, very often you are mentioned that you are still very Chinese. Okay, then I realized I have something, you know, I was jumping to between two cultures. Then you have to analyze yourself. And after that anal analyze, you can decide, you can make decision for yourself. Thank you for your deep insight, actually. I really, uh, I'm also learning a lot from this. I have to admit, <laughs> learning to get uh, how to bridge both in a better way, both countries. And you were, as, as you're already saying, you were so busy all the time in your career. How did you actually manage to take your time, um, stay closely connected to your parents and your, your own family in China? Oh, that's a big challenge. Um, you know, Germany is not that far to China. And um, also when you are busy on business trips, then you have uh, less opportunity to, uh, to see your children. That's why I have uh, three management uh, principles for me. I set up this principle for many years, uh, which is time management energy management and emotion management. So you have to manage these three factors which have a lot of influence on, your, on the relation between you and your family or your family stakeholders. Time management is to, uh, you know, I use every small time fragment to, you know what I mean? 
the small the small pieces of time. Sometimes uh, I give you an example. If I have to cook for the children, right? Yes. As a mother, you have to cook for your children. You can buy McDonald's maybe once a week, but you cannot eat McDonald's every day. So I, 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 every cooking time, you have to cook. And then I use this time to listen to the uh, radio. I don't know, you, you, you don't have in uh, NRA, but uh, we have in Germany, in Bavaria, uh, Bayern, Bayern 5, Bayern 5. Bavaria radio station five, that is the radio station. They repeat their news every 15 minutes. Every 15 minutes will be repeated. That's the advantage that you can practice your German. If you, in the first 15 minutes, you don't understand a news, then you have a chance to listen to it again. You and know? this happens and every that, day, I can imagine. This happens every, every day, it's in many, many years. And then, and, and then you can practice your German language with this radio station. You don't have to do it in all German. You have, you could, you have to, I, think, I believe you can find something in, uh, in Leipzig. You can find something similar in uh, Northern Westfalen or in Bochum or in Düsseldorf. And then when I was studying in the Inter Interpretation Academy, you know, as you mentioned, I'm a certified translator interpreter for German and Chinese language. When I was really, really good in German, and, I, and then I practiced with the radio station interpretation. So that means I, I listen to the German news. I will try to simultaneously translate it into Chinese. Oh my God. During cooking. <laughs> during cooking. And that helps a lot. You know, that's the time you can do nothing besides cooking, right? You have to wait until the noodle is cooked. <laughs> so that's, that, that's really, really fantastic. So time management, to use small time fragments efficiently or while cooking or while your kids play on the playground. You, you, sometimes you can chat with other mothers, but you, you know, chatting with other mothers every day is also sometimes, you, do, you don't have to repeat it every day. So that's the time management. Energy management, you have to reduce Sorry, party times, if you have children. I mean, I, I'm only talking as a mother, you know, as a mother. You know, the young, young, young women or young boys, you, if you are still single, congratulations, you can go to parties. <laughs> but, uh, but if you want to have, you know, more family connection within the same period of time, you have to reduce some, some party or some coffee time or everything which is not that necessary and to use them for your, your family, for, for the children, you know. And then I always take, I always took the business chance, business trip chance to meet my mother. Uh, I'm very often in Beijing for business trip. So I will, I will take my mother to my hotel room. So we'll stay three, four days. And then if I leave Beijing, I will ask the taxi to, to take her back home again. You know, these kind of opportunities that so you could combine, a lot of things can be combined. And the emotion management also. If you are a person who is the basically optimistic and cheerful mentality, and then I think you can, um, you have more energy to deal with some other thing which is essential from work. So I, I, I always try to manage 
my time, my energy, and my emotion. That's okay. my trick. <laughs> That's a good trick. I have to use it as well. Sometimes <laughs> and, all and, of these the don't <laughs> work together for me. <laughs> yeah, and then another small trick is to reward your your family, to reward your family and the, the, or the important stakeholders who supported you, who supported you, and to reward yourself. Yeah, like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Like, you can say, okay, mama, papa, I, I, tomorrow, do you have time? I want to invite you for dinner. Okay, you can cook at home, but, okay, you can, you can cook for them at home, but make it more ceremonially. You make it, you, you express it, I want to cook for you because I want to thank you for the support. Or you, you, you cook for your family. Is that, today I want to cook something special for you because I want to thank you for the support. When I was doing my MBA on the Technical University Munich, my family supported me thoroughly. So I, after graduation, I invited them to a dinner. So as a thank you. And I, I bought myself a small bag, a, a really beautiful bag as a reward to myself. So as a boy, you can buy yourself maybe a pair of shoes, which is too expensive normally, but you can yeah. buy yourself. So, or a bike so or whatever, exactly. Or a bike, yeah, something like that. So to celebrate uh, your life, to celebrate your achievement. And I think also, this also important. has to do with small achievements, I think, to actually celebrate so, small steps as well, not only the final Absol one. Absolutely. Or else you get Absolutely. a little bit depressed, I think. And many people actually, try, in my opinion, they actually don't, don't take their time to celebrate this really small steps. Yeah, this is really important. Uh, example, each semester I will celebrate the, the finish of the semester, you know, and uh, with a weekend trip, you can just take it one day to a bike trip, yeah. a weekend trip. And this, of course, gave you a lot of balance once of the emotional side to be actually also be able to be good at university or in, in, in business, let's say. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So was there actually a tough situation um, that nowadays that you really... That That, that, help, that help you to actually get to know you and know your value you have today and the confidence you're speaking now into, into your headphones um, that, that helped you to be like this because normally you, you are as a person because of the things which happened and also the tough situations you had to go through. A tough situation I had to go through. Um... I think that tough situation, <laughs> I think I had uh, too many tough situations, <laughs> which, uh, yeah. <laughs> which I went through. The toughest situation is uh, when I had to leave my daughter behind in China, she was one and a half years old. And I have to leave her behind and, and I head for Germany for my study. So I, I don't think I, I'm, I'm able to speak on this because I was, um, it's, it's, it's for the toughest time. So she was living yeah. in Beijing and you went for your studies to Germany? No, to Germany, yeah. She was wow. one and a half. Yeah. That's, that's really, really tough. That, I think, but I think that's the decision I, I made. I, I, I didn't regret it, but I, I still think it's the toughest one 
So sometimes I, I when I think back, it's a mean if you live again, would you choose the same? Would you make the same decision? I think that's the only thing I will hesitate. I will say to to every decision I made um, until now. I said if I live again, I will make exactly the same decision. Yeah. That's the only decision I will ask myself. Maybe. Maybe I was hesitate. Maybe to the end I will make the decision, but I will have. I, that's the only one I have a have a big hesitation. So, is there actually a way now from your learning? <laughs> is there a way or some question you can ask yourself, which can help you to find a better to decision or solution for the problem? Um, I think a lot of time, if you if if you if you can always make decision according to your need or according to your how to say to your ability i think then you're you're then we are lucky enough a lot of time many of time we are forced to make decision because not because of ourselves because of the circumstances because of the situation or because of the how does it there how to say the political influence and then and that's the that that that's the moment which which um, once you ha you have to make some decision which actually you don't like that's the hard moment so i think i'm i'm a lucky person i don't have that many this kind of decision but uh, uh, to make but uh, you know 1991 when i left china china was not china today china that time was not china it's like Germany at that time is not like Germany today. So China is now much more open. China has improved so much. So if China at that time, China was like China today, I wouldn't have chosen to leave my daughter behind. But uh, 1991, I think that's the, the only, that's the only, the only possibility, you know, for me to, to, for me to, how to say, to make a life which I like, to make a life which I think is better for her. And for and how many now, years did you have to live apart to be living together um, then? For six years. Six years, yeah. For six years, yeah. That's why I told my daughter today, I said, look, that's also I want to tell maybe some young girls or young boys, Look, um, I did all, all, almost all my studies in, 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 I studied in China. At that time I was, of, of course, a, a single. All my studies I did in Germany. I have already my two children. This is doable. But once you can, you know, finish or do most of, of your study or your career or the basic for your future career, I think, it's better to do that. Doing a lot of things parallel to children is doable. I did it too. But if I can choose again, I will choose to do most of the you know important part or heavy part before I have children. Once the children are there, I would love to have more time only for the children because it's really is is a time we cannot you cannot repeat. The children will grow up straight gradually you know once they are four they will, they will never back to be to be two you know that's the time which 
which as a mother or father, you, I, I hope I could have more, you know, more, more energy, more time only for the children. But what I did, of, of course, is apparently I have my studies, which my family enjoyed and supported me a lot. But if I have a chance to choose, maybe I will, I will choose to have more, even more time for my children. Yeah, I think that's a very good tip, actually, which you're giving all the people listening to the podcast uh, on their way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And this is, of course, something uh, I can imagine this, this starts being in your head as well. And it can, let's say, make you crazy in the worst yeah. case. Yes. But, um, but once you, 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 once you have no other choice, you, can, you just go ahead to do it. So once you made a decision, you know, don't feel bad. Once you, 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 we shouldn't have a bad feeling about doing anything. Once it's okay, I have no other choice. It's already happened. Okay, that is thing I have to accept. Okay, I made my mind and just go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. If you had a choice. <laughs> Einfach machen. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. This is sometimes easier said than done, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, Absolutely. Ming, really, I'm so, so happy that you're actually also giving us so many uh, private um, stories, tips, and things for every person listening here. It doesn't matter what nationality. And that you're taking your valuable time preparing with me here for, for the nice interview and giving most all you can out of there and I can hear that this is something very valuable important for you and I just want to give you a big uh, thank you and yes thank you a lot yeah Neil thank you a lot too I'm really very surprised positively surprised and really pleased to to know to to get to to have the chance to get to know you because I'm really surprised, positive surprise, of course, again, that uh, young people like you, who's really actively to organize something, who can help the Chinese student or German student speaking Chinese, uh, doesn't matter the nationality, to help them, you know, to find the foundation to, um, to stabilize their, themselves to, for, for their study in Germany, which is really, really very precious. Thank yes. you very much for me. <laughs> Win-win situation, if I both, had, if I both had passions something like combined. You, yeah. If I, if in 1993, if I had somebody or had known somebody like you, my study in Germany would have been much easier. <laughs> That's very uh, nice of you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Perfect. Yeah, then I wish yeah. everybody a, a successful study in Germany. And a nice life. <laughs> Happy and life. a nice life in Germany. Happy life in Germany. Thank you very much. Perfect. Thank you, Neil.